Hello and welcome to the Teeth of Grace podcast. My name is Sarah Schaefer. Today, Kathy and I are sharing with you a devotional by A.W. Tozer that talks about the amazing writing of Samuel Rutherford. Kathy will get into all of who he is and what was written. For right now, I just wanted to give you a quick update. As of today, April 25th, 2023, Kathy is still dealing with long-term COVID. We had tried, without success, to record her sharing an update with all of you. So forgive me that you have to hear it from me instead. But I still wanted to let you know that she is still dealing with brain fog, severe headaches, and many other effects of long-haul covid So please keep Kathy in your prayers, but you should also know that her spirit shines brighter than ever. She is so thankful for the time she has to be in prayer for friends that are needing lots of prayer, including me, I think that includes me, and she's also extra, extra grateful when she does have days where she's strong enough to go outside and do simple things like rake the pine needles and do some fire mitigation. So... I wanted to share all of that with you as we get started and to let you know that Kathy specifically wanted us to share this message today. Well, let me give you a little background. He's going to talk about Samuel Rutherford. And I looked up some, um, he was born in the, about 1600 and till 1661. And it, it was said of him, he was always praying, preaching, visiting the sick, writing, studying, and praying and preaching just a man of God. He wrote (laughs) copious, copious things. There's 40 editions of the letters that he wrote. And he was actually uh, discarded, really discarded by Scotland at the time. He was accused of uh, coming against their religion and he was burned. It cost, he was martyred. Mm. So, um, but he stood for his faith. It's called prepared for usefulness. And here's how it starts. It's from Zechariah 13, 9. I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refines silver. I will test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name and I will answer them. I will say they are my people and they will say the Lord is my God. It was the enraptured Samuel Rutherford who could shout in the midst of serious and painful trials Praise God for the hammer, the file, and the furnace. The hammer is a useful tool, but the nail, if it had feeling and intelligence, could present another side of the story. For the nail knows only the hammer as an opponent, a brutal, merciless enemy who lives to pound it into submission, to beat it down out of sight and clinch it into place. That is the nail's view of the hammer. And it is accurate except for one thing. The nail forgets that both it and the hammer are servants of the same workman. Let the nail but remember that the hammer is held by the workman and all resentment toward it will disappear. The carpenter decides whose head shall be beaten next and what the hammer shall be used in the beating. That is his sovereign right. When the nail has surrendered to the will of the workman and has gotten a little glimpse of his benign plans for its future, it will yield to the hammer without complaint. 
The file is more painful still for its business is to bite into the soft metal, scraping and eating away the edges till it has shaped the metal to its will. Yet the file has in truth, no real will in the matter, but he serves another master as the metal also does. It is the master and not the file that decides how much should be eaten away, what shape the metal shall take, and how long the painful filing shall continue. Let the metal accept the will of the master, and it will not try to dictate when or how it's filed. As for the furnace, it's the worst of all ruthless and savage. It leaps at every combustible thing that enters it and never relaxes its fury till it has reduced all to shapeless ashes. All that refuses to burn is melted into a mass of helpless matter without will or purpose of its own. When everything is melted that will melt and all is burned that will burn, then and not till then the furnace calms down and rests from its destructive fury. With all this known to him, how could Rutherford find it in his heart to praise God exuberantly for the hammer, the file, and the furnace? The answer is simply that he loved the master of the hammer. He adored the workman who wielded the file. He worshiped the Lord who hated the furnace for the everlasting blessing of his children. He had felt the hammer till its rough beatings no longer hurt, had endured the file till he had come actually to enjoy its biting. He had walked with God in the furnace so long that it had become as his natural habitat. That does not overstate the facts. His letters and his death reveal as much. Such doctrine as this does not find much sympathy among Christians in these soft, carnal days. We tend to think of Christianity as a painless system by which we can escape the penalty of past sins and attain to heaven at last. The flaming desire to be rid of every unholy thing and to put on the likeness of Christ at any cost is not often found among us. We expect to enter the everlasting kingdom of the Father and to sit down at the table with sages, saints, and martyrs. And through the grace of God, maybe we shall. Yes, maybe we shall. But for the most of us, it could prove at first a very embarrassing experience. Ours might be silence of the untried soldier in the presence of battle-hardened heroes who have fought the fight and won the victory and who have scars to prove that they were present when the battle was joined. The devil, things, and people being what they are, it is necessary for God to use the hammer, the file, and the furnace in his holy work of preparing a saint for true sainthood. It is doubtful whether God can bless a man greatly until he has hurt him deeply.
Without doubt, we of this generation, and Tozer lived from 1897 to 1963. What are we now in 2022? Without a doubt, we of this generation have become too soft to scale great spiritual heights. Salvation has come to mean deliverance from all unpleasant things. Our hymns and sermons create for us a religion of consolation and pleasantness. We overlook the place of thorns, the cross, and the blood. We ignore the function of the hammer and the file. How deeply we've fallen. Strange as it may sound, it is yet true that much of the suffering we are called upon to endure on the highway to holiness is an inward suffering for which scarcely an external cause can be found. For our journey is an inward journey, and our real foals are invisible to the eyes of men, attacks of darkness, of despondency, of acute self-deprecation may be endured without any change in our outward circumstances. Only the enemy and God and the hard-pressed Christian know what has taken place. The inward suffering has been a great and mighty work of purification. Purification that has been accomplished. But the heart knows its own sorrow and no one else can share it. God has cleansed his child in the only way he can. Circumstances being what they are. Praise God for the furnace. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to reach out to us, you can always contact Kathy at K-A-T-H-Y at theteethofgrace.com. Or you can reach out to me, Sarah, at S-A-R-A at theteethofgrace.com. We would love to hear from you. As you know, Kathy's praying as she is experiencing the hammer, the file, and the furnace herself these days. She would be honored to be praying specifically for you. So don't hesitate to reach out to us. Also, listeners, I thank you for your prayers for her and for us as we continue in this ministry. As always, if there's someone that you know that would benefit from these messages, please pass them on. This ministry is free and available to anyone who wants to hear. We love you. Thank you for joining us today. And God bless.